Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. No, it's bad. The niceties end real quick. She's not to help about the wine's too old. Oh, okay, I'll have the 1963 Petrus, and you can have the 2020 Pinot Grigio. Stick to what you know. I didn't mean to make you crazy. You like to stick a sip first? But why is it cold? Is there anything that they... Just drink your wine. No, leave me alone. Are you crazy? That's $60. It's not $600. There's so much bullshit going around this table. I can't even it. Yeah, exactly. Let me put my bullshit hat off and go in the toilet. To another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Cara Berry. Um, hopefully by now, by the time we're listening to this, everything will have gone through with Apple Podcasts and all the other podcast um, platforms. You will see that we've had a little bit of an update to the logo, a little purple moment. Um, you know, I'm walking around like bad bitch, like Prince, Purple Rain, whatever. What am I talking about? I don't know. I'm just very excited about the new logo. And I hope you guys like it too. Um, it was designed by Elizabeth Brozek. You can find her if you want to use her. She's an incredible artist in her own right. Also graphic designer. You can find her at lizular.art. So L-I-Z-U-L-A-R dot A-R-T on Instagram. Highly, highly recommend her. I have worked with her. This is now the third logo that we've worked on together. And uh, I just, chef's kiss to you, Liz. Um, Let's get on with the episode. Oh, but before we get on to it, I, you know, another Liz. I was recently on Liz Bentley's Liz Explain It All Patreon podcast. We talked about 
all of the baby mamas that Future has his whole roster. It was so much fun. So if y'all don't subscribe to Liz Bentley's Patreon, I highly suggest you do. It's like a true smorgasbord of everything you can find on pop culture. Every different type of show, reality show, documentary. I mean, she's really doing it all over there and explaining it all. And I guess that's the point of the title, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So let's move on to the episode. Um, we're going to do a couple stories that are Vanderpump adjacent, starting off with one Sheena Shea announcing that she was in a thruple with John Mayer and a girl named Stacy. For the, those of you who are like the Hills heads like I am, Stacy is also known as Stacy the bartender. Um, she had a whole thing, I think with Justin Bobby and Audrina, there was a whole thing between them. Um, so Shana was on a podcast, one that Heather from Selling Sunset is a host of. Um, and she said that like back in the day in like 2008, 2009, when John Mayer was dating Jennifer Aniston, they both went to the bar that she was, it's like a cigar bar that she was, um, waitressing at. And they hung out. I guess she was their waitress, bartender. They did shot for shot with each other. And Jen and John invited them back, invited her back to their place to go party. She couldn't go because she, you know, wasn't going to be drinking and driving. Um, So he came back. John came back a few weeks later after he and Jen had broken up. It was not broken to the news, the public, but they had broken up. So John went back there with his boys. They were having like boys night out. And one of his friends came up to Sheena and was like, Hey, nobody knows yet, but John's single now and he wants your number. So she gave him her number and John went over to her apartment. Her roommate at the time was Stacy. They then got into some sort of like sexual thruple situation they would have threesomes, they hung out all the time, and then things got weird because John became more into Stacy than he was into Sheena, and Sheena got jealous, one, because she was the one who introduced John and Stacy to each other, and two, Stacy was on uh, the hills at the time, Sheena was really wanting to be famous, Stacy was not, and yet here she is on the show, and now she and John are hanging out with each other more than we were. So that began a fallout between Sheena and Stacy that happened for a year. There's since have become friends with each other. Um, everything's bright and happy between them. This is so weird. (laughs) Hollywood. These are the reasons why Los Angeles scares me. Like people talk about how New York is tough and it's not for them. And like, no shade to you Angelinos, but like, I couldn't do it. I could not do it. (laughs) Not that these things don't happen in Manhattan, but like, my God, my God, you guys just imagine just falling into a throuple with a 2008 John Mayer and your roommate. Let's just let that sink in. This would totally happen to me, right? Like you were the one who meets the hot guy and then you introduce him to your hot friend and then they go off with each other and then here you are looking silly. Ugh. 
y'all know I don't like John Mayer, right? Like, I don't like him. He's dead to me. I don't care if he's one of the better guitarists in our time, of our time. I don't care. I don't like him since that Rolling Stone interview when he said that he thinks all women are beautiful, but his penis is like David fucking Duke, the guy from the KKK. What? Meaning, like, he wasn't sexually attracted to black women. So he likened his penis to a grand wizard. And so from there on, it's like, fuck John Mayer forever for me. So let's move on to something that is also racism slash Vanderpump Rules adjacent. Um, What did I tell you guys? When I was ranting about Vanderpump and how Kristen Sofsky got fired and how I knew for a fact that this was going to be the thing that joined them together, reunited them as friends. Kristen, not Kristen, Katie has now confirmed that that is an actual fact. She said in an interview with Hollywood Life um, that they've all reunited and says it was just when Kristen and Saucy got fired or they announced that they wouldn't be coming back to the show. They got fired. They did not announce that they would not be coming back. They announced that they wouldn't be coming back because they got their asses fired. Katie, you can wrap that up in a bow all you want, but they would be coming back if they didn't get caught red handed girl. (laughs) Anyway, we just put our differences aside and just came back together just to support We've been like sisters for a long time. And when one of us is going through something like that, how often does this happen? Um, It doesn't matter where we're at. We're going to drop what we're doing to be together and be there for one another. That was the moment, I guess, that brought us back together. (laughs) Okay. It's one thing to say, like, no, it's not. You're basically saying they got caught being racist. And that's what brought us back together. Mm. I just want to shout out to whoever wrote this, to Joan Summers, who referred to Katie as former beauty blogger and occasional pajama party host. (laughs) Um, Then the article goes on to say, while this... While all this might have been a horrifically traumatic experience for Faith Stowers, the self-described witches of WeHo are just happy to be reunited. As Maloney told Hollywood Life, when they got fired, it was like all our drama that we had in last summer, Carter this and Carter that. It just seemed so petty. She wanted said she wanted to be there to support my friend emotionally or physically or whatever it may be because the cast was very shocked by what happened. And while she said they're taking things slow, lest they fall back into beefing with each other, Maloney's learned a very important lesson, it appears. I just kind of think understanding that life is bigger than all the small things and that you just need to find forgiveness in your heart and put your differences aside. So what are you hearing? (laughs) Is that they, being Saucy and Katie, sat there and vilified Kristen for dating a toxic man and for not getting out of that toxic situation. Kristen and Saucy then get fired for past racist sentiments, actions, words the whole thing 
And that's why they're now friends. They wanted Kristen to, they wanted to hold Kristen accountable for her actions with her boyfriend that none of them were dating or fucking. And then when she actually received consequences for being a racist, they, (sighs) (laughs) what, what? I mean, imagine finding out that the girl that you don't fuck with got fired for being racist and that was the thing that that led you guys to rekindle your friendship. Like, Vanderpump rolls aside. Imagine that happening. Okay? Let's move on. Um... There was another uh, article from Jezebel that just made me scream. Y'all know the singer James Blunt who sang that horrid song, You're Beautiful, that we were absolutely terrorized with for years back in the early 2000s. (sighs) So he was on a podcast called Jesse Ware's uh, Table Manners. He said... That he ate almost nothing but meat and condiments for two months while studying aerospace manufacturing, engineering, and sociology at the University of Bristol in the mid-1990s. The eccentric diet was part of an effort to assert his masculinity as some of his degree classes were dominated by women. He goes on to say, On the sociology side of things, there were 170 girls and only three boys, of which all of the girls were vegetarian or vegans. So out of principle, I decided I'd become a carnivore and just lived on mints, some chicken, maybe with some mayonnaise. That's disgusting. It took me about six to eight weeks to get very unhealthy and see a doctor who then said, I think you've got the symptoms of scurvy. (laughs) Scurvy, which is a severe lack of vitamin C. That you don't find in meat and you find by, you know, opening your your diet up to other things like fruits and vegetables. <sighs> he got scurvy because he was so mad at being surrounded by women who didn't eat meat that he decided to assert his masculinity by putting his health completely at risk and getting scurvy like a fucking pirate. And then this man went on to sing a song about how much he loves a woman who's beautiful and how he like doesn't know what to do about it. James Blunt just outed himself as an incel? Question mark? Is that what you're picking up? Because that's what I'm putting down. Why? Yeah, why? (laughs) What is happening in our world? What is happening? (sighs) I'm I'm invigorated by people acting so stupid and against their own interests that they end up looking 
even more stupid. You're so mad at women. (laughs) That you would do that. Like, I hate women so much. And I hate women's dietary choices that have nothing to do with me. That I decided to eat myself. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. Let's move on, y'all. Okay. The, The rest of the episode is going to be a recap of the latest episode of Real Housewives of New York. Um, brought, what? <laughs> I'm just so like fucked up by that article. Okay. The re- next episode, the rest of the episode is going to be a recap of Real Housewives of New York. Um, I had on Kathleen Lee, one half of the Say Bible podcast, the Kardashian, one of the bigger Kardashian podcasts, probably the biggest one. Um, Yeah, it was a great conversation. We talked about not only the episode, but about our thoughts on the Kardashians as a whole, about our um, thoughts on other housewives. So it was a lot of fun. So check that out. I'll catch you guys later in the week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Love you. Bye. Welcome back. Here is a recap of the latest episode of The Real Housewives of New York. Today, I am joined with with bye i'm joined by one half of say bible kathleen hello hello so excited we're like sisters in arms in the kardashian world i'm <laughs> sisters in struggle and pain and <laughs> i mean i understand that you're like probably i mean it's very overwhelming to have to continuously talk about the kardashians especially in times like these oh my goodness <laughs> yes Kanye of it all um I felt that way even before we had the podcast like anytime yeah. they did dumb shit and this was back when I like liked them a lot more right <laughs> be like Kathleen did you see this crazy article and I'm like just leave me alone like I don't read the articles blah, blah. and now that we talk about it every week I if my friends text me I'm literally like I'm going to answer this once. It's going to be recorded. You can swipe up on our Patreon page. And <laughs> that's all. That's all I have to say. Uh, um, so for those people who don't know, talk about what the whole Say Bible universe is about. Yes. So my beloved partner in pod, uh, Natalie, a.k.a. Nat Nattles, uh, she had always kind of wanted to have Say Bible as like, that was like her passion project, I guess you would call it. Um, and we knew each other from the city through a mutual friend. And we were actually kind of like internet friends for a really long time, which is so so funny because like now that's so normal because of like the podcast world. I'm sure you experienced that too. Uh, but we were kind of like early internet friends where we met at a party and then we started following each other on Twitter and then realized we liked reality show and like a lot of the same stuff. And so I, like, knew so much more about her than some of my own, like, real-life, quote-unquote, friends. Because we would constantly, like, send each other stuff. So it was perfect. And I used to do the What Would Jesus Wear, this, like, Instagram account where me and my friend dressed like Kim and Kanye. Yeah. And so when Natalie was, like, thinking about starting Say Bible, she figured I was uh, the only person who could, like, tolerate talking about these people that much uh so she asked me if I would want to co-host with her so it's definitely her baby like I always tell people that she's like the adult in the room (laughs) there's all the hard stuff people always ask for advice like starting a podcast they're like what recording software do you use I'm like uh 
<laughs> Natalie called me at 10 o'clock, and I usually drank one too many White Claws or Rosé, and I just say dumb shit. That's my role. Uh, I, I make the merch. I, I, have, I do the merch uh, and the, the graphics. That's my job. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of how I got started. And originally, we, like, set out for it to be, like, a recap of the show and just sort of, like, people talking about these people that everyone's obsessed with. But yeah. we definitely, like, from day one, we were clear. We're not stands. Like, we're infatuated, but, like, it's like family. We also, it's an unhealthy relationship. We kind of hate them, but we kind of love them. It quickly escalated because, like, <laughs> Kanye did his TMZ thing with, like, the slavery is a choice, like, not that long after we started. And we were like, oh, God. And Kelly right. and I are both, like, people who are not afraid to talk about, like, issues going on in the world and like get political and stuff so kind of from the get-go we're like we're just going to talk about how stupid this is and and starting to criticize Kim as well with some of her choices and so it's kind of evolved I think to this special like niche community of Kardashian fans that like still are obsessed with these people but like painfully so <laughs> the like can we we're just like we should change it from Kardashian connoisseur to Kardashian conflicted <laughs> Right. Uh, something yeah and like we there was like a lot of Kanye haters at the beginning have kind of like died out and we occasionally get some like pick me's that are really protective of Kim and Chloe's insistence on protecting their trash men uh, but we've definitely found like a good group of people that enjoy the misery of being obsessed with these people together so that's kind of where we're at now it's evolved the brand has evolved yeah, I mean, I think it's really, talking about the Kardashians is, like, it's frustrating, and it's often banal, and it's often, like, so, but it's also a really good, like, it's, it's like, a microcosm of, like, what is happening in this world. Exactly. They're, like, totally off the rails, you know, there are differing political opinions, there are people that are really obsessed with their looks and, and all of that. And it's just like, it's, it's a, there's a larger conversation that can be had about them other than like, Oh, these bitches just like blow up their lips and asses all the time. And like, exactly. And And like, we'll shoot down that kind of like criticism of them because it's like not thorough. Like it's like, we're the, we're not like on the hater end of the spectrum just as we're not stands, but I, I used to always say that, you know, that kind of, like, analogy you're saying where it's, like, they're, like, a a microscope of, like, whatever's going on with the world. And also, I think, like, I've always been obsessed with pop culture and, like, reality TV as in, intellectual as well because it's, like, just seeing people's reaction to it is also always interesting to me. Like, I always have people who say they don't watch TV or they don't read, you know, gossip magazines or whatever and then they'll like ask me about stuff and I'm like okay why do I have to feel like an a bimbo or like shallow or something because I like this stuff but also am a very intelligent person and like actively engaged in learning more about politics and science or whatever the topic is of the day that intrigues me you know and so it's interesting because I'm like it, it really is this like petri dish of whatever they're doing and also how the world is reacting to it like blown up and then like i said in the past couple years since we started doing the pod it went to like another level because they've always kind of like intertwined with the top 
trending topics, probably by design by Kristen Marie Jenner. Uh, but the fact that they got involved with like politics in the last couple years, given where we're at in this hellscape, it's just like even more so like we couldn't ignore it if we tried. So thankfully, we'd already like established that we were willing to go there with them. So it's been like a fairly smooth transition, although painful for us. We uh, we talked about this a little bit with um, our podcast. Like I'm sure you you've experienced it but like the bravo community i think is having a little bit harder time like adapting to the times or in like the bachelor um community yeah and see them starting to like respond to fans saying like hey like these franchises have like some toxic culture and a lot of the fan pages are like struggling because they're like really white (laughs) super conservative like yeah and so you know thankfully we'd already kind of broken that wall and talked about stuff from the beginnings, but I, I'm seeing like some of the other like pop culture areas are kind of pushing. And I, I think it's positive to see that a lot of the Bravo, like people are coming together and like agreeing that there needs to be improvement and same with the bachelor, bachelor world. So yeah, still our reality TV, but we're going to hold you accountable. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting space to be in. Like, how much of this should we sweep under the rug for the sake of entertainment? Yeah. How do you like intelligently talk about, or not even intelligently, like how do you just like purely enjoy a lot of the people, the cast members and the shows? Like how do you watch Southern Charm at this point when they're actively talking about like, and still live on like slave plantations and, you know, are clearly their wealth comes from such a horrible history in our country. Like how do you sit there and enjoy like watching Thomas Ravenel or, you know, (laughs) do anything when these, you know, it's like hard to ignore. And how do you watch Vanderpump when, you know, so many of the people on the show are problematic in a plethora of different ways, not even just with race. Um, So yeah, it's a very strange uh place to be in but i i liking the conversations that are being had um and i think pivoting to the real housewives of new york i think people are really having an issue with ramona mm-hmm. and this episode was very much shining a light on i think in my opinion how awful ramona is yes i know i've like always been kind of conflicted with her over the years because she can you know provide some of the most entertaining lines and like facial expressions but I mean yeah. they're all have various personality disorders right. but like she is you know a complete narcissist not that you know they all you know our favorite family the Kardashians and and Kanye are both uh, severe narcissist so maybe that's a common theme in reality television it's kind of why you get into it but Ramona is just I think this beast that is like growing you know the longer she gets attention the more sh- delusional she becomes oh my god the delusions are so real so let's start with the episode we're in Mexico the girls are in Mexico it's like their second to last days there um 
we ended the last episode with Ramona having an absolute shit fit at Dorinda. Basically, the underlying theme of the season is that, like, Dorinda has these anger issues and she blows up on people for no reason. And everybody in the cast has a right to say something to her. However, Ramona chose the worst time, which is when Dorinda simply took a call from her daughter at the table. And while they were having lunch, Ramona loses it about how she has so many anger issues and she needs to get her shit together. I mean, like there are 90% of 90% of Dorinda has just been like her popping off. And this was like the 10% where like Ramona didn't need to say anything. So <laughs> it's, um, you know, if screaming at Dorinda the night before was not enough, Ramona's dumbass decides to hop on Google. She loves Google and <laughs> sends a link in a group text about anger issues. The title of it being, Do I Have Anger Issues? How to Identify and Treat an Angry Outlook. Why Ramona thought that this would be a good idea is beyond me, but I loved what happened after that. Incredible. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, when it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. What are your thoughts on Dorinda? Do you, like, just historically speaking, do you like her? Are you a fan? I mean, I think she's kind of, like, a lot. You know, she's like a, an acquired taste. Uh, but I think, like, even when she can be so, like, vicious when, like, provoked, you know, it's like she'll pull up every receipt since you were born. Right. Uh, I tend to feel like her 
even though she's not great at like expressing her like feelings, obviously, I feel like her and then like Sonia are a lot more like aware of like who they are and like own it, even the problems that go along with it. And then you have like Luann and Ramona are like varying degrees of of delusional narcissists. I mean, they're all a little bit delusional, so I'm not. There's not a better or worse, I guess, but. I think what I respect about Dorinda is that, like, she's consistent, she's aware of who she is, and she just kind of, like, owns it. It doesn't mean it's not actually true that she has some anger problems and probably a drinking problem, as they all do. Uh, But I think what's part of her frustration, especially in this episode, is it's like, like I just said, they're all, all kinds of fucked up. So it's like, the last person you want to be hearing from is like the person who's the most delusional. Like no one wants to hear that they have problems from someone who's like in complete denial about their own problems, you know? (laughs) And that's literally the problem with all of them. All of them think that they have done nothing wrong with the exception of Luann, but even Luann is a little bit delusional about her past. Oh yeah. I, I struggle with Luann because it didn't seem her. I don't think Luann is an alcoholic. I think she has a drinking problem and I think it obviously got out of control because you don't often, you know, white women don't often end up in the back of cop cars if they're (laughs) the real problem. (laughs) Um, Police officers. Yeah. (laughs) She's, she's definitely had her period and I think she wants to push past it, but like, I don't know. You're right. Like everybody has their issues. Nobody really should be telling anybody what to be doing or, how they should be getting better or what's wrong with them. It's like Spider-Man meme where they're pointing at each other yeah. and they look exactly the same. Um, Luann gets the text message and she gasps because she thinks that Ramona sent it to Dorinda on accident. So she runs over to Dorinda, Ramona's room and was like, oh my God, you sent that text? She's like, yeah, I meant to. It's <laughs> crazy person. It is insane i the t- then luann's looking at her phone and then bing 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 the texts come in from dorinda of her you know sending receipts of how ramona has been horrific to people in the past how she's <laughs> horrible to giselle from potomac and how she pushed her out of a picture that they were all at an event together how she went after Margaret Josephs of Real Housewives of New Jersey. How she, like, I love a fourth wall break, even if it's very minimal. Yes. <laughs> like, to talk about, like, oh, you guys are actually people who would have articles written about you. And you are, like, this is a big receipt because it's in page six. And this is how awful you are. I love their crap. <laughs> New York, more than any of them, are, like, so obsessed. It's such a culture, like, I guess, in the societal chapter of New York. They, You know that Dorinda had, like, a folder on her phone for each of them, just for this purpose. <laughs> this is, like, you know, as I've been, like, from the Dorinda's beginning on the show, I loved her. I think this is by far her roughest season. I can't really, you know approve of a lot of the things that she does but this moment was so fucking petty i it was like how do you not enjoy that or she's like, like this okay, is what the housewives game. is for like we need these moments yeah unfiltered pettiness <laughs> just, just so great and then 
you know, another thing that I love about Housewives is like the white lady shade. And by that, I mean, where they just like, they'll smile in each other's faces and they'll talk in these hushed tones and they'll be like, oh, you want to go there? I'm going to go there. I have a great life. No, I have a great life. I love my life. You're just jealous. Those girlfriends. Yeah. <laughs> just, just amazing. Amazing. Ramona then says she gets mad at Luann because Luann's like, why the fuck would you send this text to her? And Ramona says to Luann, well, how do we handle this? I guess I shouldn't have sent it. You think? You yeah. think? <laughs> um, Luann was like, why didn't you just speak to her directly at dinner? And she's like, but you sent that article on purpose. And Ramona says, no, I didn't. <laughs> like, yes, you did. This is like true. I call her the Kellyanne Conway of the Housewives for a reason. Like the deflection <laughs> and the complete denial. Like you, your hand is in the cookie jar and you're saying that you did nothing. Yeah. I can't I can't believe it. Um then Ramona blames Luann for her sending that text message to everybody because Luann didn't help her. Wow. This is just amazing. Dorinda then comes downstairs in her like Roseanne blanket pants. They were incredible. Oh, gosh, I wrote a note about that. I was like, I those are kind of amazing. We definitely had those growing up. I'm pretty sure my grandma crocheted. <laughs> Like, my mom has, like, two of those blankets that we had as kids, and no one ever wanted them because they were, like, itchy. So, like, we'd always fight over who would get, like, the non-itchy blanket on the couch. And here she is wearing them, but covered in Swarovski crystals or whatever. (laughs) Dorinda's fashion... (laughs) Her fashion is so confusing to me because it's, like, half, like, Liza Minnelli, (laughs) and then, like, half princess diana like it's just very confusing to me well, um she did, didn't she she dressed princess diana like way back in the day right so i feel like she has some credibility there but then transitioning into like the modern era it's like very confusing and then like her hair sometimes looks really good and then other times it's like all spiky and like yeah. i can't quite sometimes she looks really like this cool chic like power lesbian and then other times it's like confused <laughs> eccentric grandma yeah, I mean, I think it's dependent on how many tequilas she has running through her veins at any given time. <laughs> You're right. Like, it's yeah. really... <laughs> yeah. So, Dorinda comes downstairs, and she goes into Sonia and Ramona's room, hands Sonia something, and goes, those are great articles, don't you think? They're still coming in. I got two really great ones coming for you soon. I, I mean, just incredible. Just incredible television. Like... What a moment. Never. She could really never. Um, then Ramona starts to compliment Dorinda. And this is like another thing that I really hate about Ramona is that she can never have these conversations face to face. Like she's sweet as pie. But then she'll like do these underhanded, nasty snake things behind people's back. Yep. Love it. Um, so <laughs> Ramona says that she keeps deflecting, And Dorinda says it's deflecting. Stop using the Ramona Dictionary. Get educated. And then it's just like, Ramona's, again, talking about how great her life is. Sonia, queen, says, you know what? I really could have stopped Ramona from sending that article, but I just wanted to see what happened. <laughs> and that's the, that's the content we need. Yeah, that's that's why, like I said, I lean towards 
the Sonia Dorinda side where like they both have terrible habits, but the fact that they just relish in them is like the content that we love. Whereas like it can get draining with like the if if they were all Ramona and Luann types where it was just the constant yeah. like gaslighting and then gossip and then gaslighting dinner fights and then gossip. You know, it's like Dorinda and Sonia really just keep it. It's like Sonia's the pot stirrer and Dorinda is like the dynamite sitting near a match or something. Exactly. And I love because I think people don't give Sonia the credit that she deserves. Like she sat there and totally let Ramona do that and was like, you're right. You have every right to be mad at her. You should totally like the most just like evil genius shit. And you think that she doesn't know what's going on. And she's like, I did. And I did it on purpose. And I loved what I saw. (laughs) That's why Ramona is, Sonia is my bitch forever. So then Ramona. um, Mirror stomping incident this season. I feel like that was just. Uh, in those moments exactly exactly so Ramona has been doing this thing all season where she like turns into like a 13 year old girl and talks about how many friends she has and how great her life is and she gets into this whole spiel about like I have so many girlfriends and I have so many guy friends and I go out every night and what does Dorinda do she just sits at home and she only has three friends and I have 50 girlfriends and then she says I think she just made me poop in my pants. She got me so upset. Sonia then notices a turd on the floor. Ramona goes into the bathroom and says, yeah, I just shit my robe. The, like, casualness that she says it, too, is just like, what is it with these people and bowel movements? Like, it's so weird. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so very weird. And now, like, I always believe Leah. But it's hard to believe somebody when they say, like, somebody shits themselves, which she's been saying off camera while they're, they've, you know, while the show's been airing, Leah's been saying, oh, um, guys don't like to sleep with Ramona because she shits the bed when she fucks, or um, (laughs) Ramona shit her pants when we went to, what is it, Rhode Island or Maine or whatever, um, (laughs) And just sat there with her shit in her pants, flirting with these guys. And you just don't want to believe that because it's disgusting. But now we see that it's true. And you're right. The fact that she was so casual about it makes it feel like this happens quite often. Like, that's her level of delusion. And then, you know, whiplash, like, however many minutes later you hear her talking about dating with her therapist. And you're like, should you maybe look into this? Like... <laughs> Somebody get a gastroenterologist, like, please. <laughs> if I was just, like, loosely shitting myself, I would be at the hospital so quickly, like... <laughs> Give me whatever pill you have! Anything. I'll go under immediately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Dorinda has now moved outside of their villa that they're staying at. Luann sits down, they have a conversation about... Basically, Ramona, there was a whole, like, kerfuffle. Basically, Luann tried to mediate a a fight between Ramona and Dorinda, in which Ramona snapped at Dorinda for drinking too much again. Then, so Luann talks to Ramona. Ramona goes back to Dorinda. 
purely just says what Ramona said, like total don't shoot the messenger thing. And Dorinda shoots the messenger right in the face and says, well, you went to jail for your drunkenness, which was like totally not the point. Like Luann was trying to help her and she literally just was repeating what she heard. Um, So they're having to have this conversation and Dorinda's like, okay, like she doesn't want to talk about it. She doesn't want to talk about her drinking. She keeps patting Luann on the, on the knee and saying, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like totally not genuine apology at all. Um, Then Dorinda says a great thing in a talking head. She's like, you know what? Everybody wants to do all these monologues about me and my issues and they don't want to act. They want to act like, Luann just came down from a cloud in her cabaret Giovanni dress and then nothing happened before that, but it doesn't work that way. And then she says, I've watched CNN, which I, I didn't understand what she was saying, (laughs) but whatever. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So then the rest of the girls come down and eat dinner. Ramona's being super polite to everybody. Dorinda calls her fake and says she can't handle a face-to-face conversation um they're having two different conversations at the table dorinda's having this conversation with leah about her fashion line and at the same time even though ramona was being so nice and talking about how the food great the food was and how great the service was she's being horrific to this waitress over the wine how the red wines room should be room temperature she doesn't like it cold she's like grabbing the bottle from this poor woman's hand and then she's like, oh, the wine's too old. And even Sonia's like, okay, you want to drink your cheap 2020 wine? Fine. I'll be the one who drinks this, like, 1960 very nice wine. Like, you're very, like, just telling Ramona, like, you're very new money. And I'm a Morgan. Okay. And I love that. <laughs> um, so then... The woman goes back and she's like, okay, this is a new bottle of wine. And Ramona's like, okay, but it's still cold. I just told you that I wanted room temperature wine. Like, she's awful. Well, I, like, it's hot in Mexico. Yeah. Drink red wine cold. Like, who cares? Who cares? And, like, why do you think you know more about nice wines than this woman? I love Sonia's, like, I'll drink the 1963 whatever, and you can have a 2020 Pinot. Right. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, matter. All, all wine is old. <laughs> right. <laughs> As it should be. Um, so then, Luann, and this is my favorite part of Luann, is when she calls bullshit on other people, and she's just like, the Countess has like left the building, and she's just like, cut the shit, you know? This is some bullshit, Ramona. You've been causing chaos all night with these text messages, and now you're acting so nice when really you've been a terror to everybody. And she's like, this is so fucking fake. You just dropped this bomb of a text message, and now you're acting like nothing happened. And I love that. I, I just really love that. But turns out that Leah did not get this group text. She was not a part of it. And Leah's like, why didn't I get it? And Ramona has been basically hating on her all season because Leah's young and hot. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, yeah, that's pretty much it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So then Sonia shows Leah the text and she starts laughing as she rightfully should. And she goes to Ramona, like, do you really think that Dorinda has anger issues? And Sonia goes, Ramona other goes, you know what, Dorinda? I love you. 
you were there during my darkest moments. And then everybody starts cracking up. And Sonia's like, here she goes. Like, the bullshit train with Ramona just never ends. And it's shitting out poop at every stop. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Take her. I can't take her. Like, why even? I just like if you're gonna do it, do it the whole way. Like, if you're gonna come at her, don't sit there three minutes later at dinner and act like nothing, and that she's like your angel, and you guys yeah. love each other so much. Well, and like Sonia, even like she was part of the pot stirring. Like her reaction was what Ramona could have easily done. Like, yeah, I said that, and. Maybe that was the right approach, but it's because I care. You know, it's like she like just does way overdoes. She, yeah, exactly. yeah, and it really like I mean even Luann to a degree I think it was like more concerned that Dorinda got mad at her than like concerned about Dorinda. <laughs> you know, it's like they're always truly the center. Yeah. And so I think with Ramona, it's like she's like incapable of like making it about she'll keeps she uses that as an excuse that she's worried about Dorinda but really she just doesn't like that if Dorinda when Dorinda's angry she seems to be in the crosshairs you know so yeah. it's like her apology or whatever her her owning up to it didn't really happen because it's like she but she doesn't really care you know and yeah. she definitely can't handle like being up front when she's called out Exactly. And Sonia brings up, like, several great points. She starts by saying, you know, Dorinda, you take care of everybody, but, like, you don't really open up when there's something wrong with you, and so you just explode. And Sonia's like, you know what, I've been a victim of Dorinda's attacking me, and we get the greatest hits of Dorinda telling Sonia to stop getting vaginal rejuvenation on her vagina and to put an easy pass on her Holland Tunnel um saying liar liar ho on fire just like incredible things <laughs> i was dying out of those i mean just she it's like so many great moments happen in the show that you forget about them like liar liar ho on fire is iconic it doesn't quite make sense but it's still very funny some of dorinda's things are so funny like at the beginning when she was she kept saying uh turtle teal tears i'm like isn't it crocodile tears <laughs> she gives me turtle tears like over and over again and i was like what did you, what is that is that a thing i'm supposed to know and then i like realized she meant like fake tears <laughs> turtle tears <laughs> um there was a boring scene of leah at the office when they get back to uh new york the only oh, thing they found I, notable about real- this real bad yeah (laughs) she buys charade pieces (laughs) well they're not because they're actually in production but (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i'm picking up what you're putting down um ramona then goes to her psychologist dr gregory and as soon as i saw what dr gregory looked like i'm like okay this is gonna be some bullshit like she just found the cutest psychologist she could find the outfit when she walked the outfit when she walked in, I was like, oh, that's like a, I thought maybe she was going to like an event or something. And then she sits down. I'm like, wait, this is a therapist. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Why is she dressed like that? 
This was one of the most, like, of all of the therapy scenes that I've seen on a reality show, this was one of the most narcissistic, self-congratulatory sessions. She said that she went there a few months ago and to, like, address her men issues and how she, like, couldn't get a man and how she was, like, maybe self-sabotaging. And so she comes back three months later and says that, like... (laughs) basically she wrote down some things and said you know what I to talk about myself sabotaging I wrote down that like on a Sunday I was supposed to go on a date with a guy and I was just having so much fun with my friend that I canceled the date and but you know what like my friends say that I'm really flirtatious and that I play with my hair and that I sit up straight and I I'm really like coquettish and you know, but also there's just so much more to me. Like I'm smart and I'm warm and I'm wonderful. And I'm just so much more than the fact that I'm like beautiful and flirtatious. And now that I'm just being honest about how great I am, I think I'm really getting much better at dating. Why are you here, Ramona? Like, what is the point of this? That's not how therapy works. You don't go once and then like two months later, go back to tell your therapist that you're fine. I, I like I'm very sexual, but I'm also very sensual, and I'm a. a like, oh man. God! They should cut to his face. Right. <laughs> She's like, you know what? I really love myself, so I guess I don't need to be here. Like, what? <laughs> what just happened? I hope he charged her double for that. I know I'm not always honest with my therapist, but I would like to think that I'm not like that you know we always we you know some of us maybe are better at it but if especially if you go to therapy for a long time it's like I know there's definitely times where I'll just kind of gloss over some issues that I had I'm just like yeah well, yeah, no, it was fine I handled it fine and then I like don't mention that I drank like five white claws and cried or something <laughs> I was like this was woo. well and then it's like this is when you know that he's a paid actor uh, by Bravo because he like doesn't a good therapist would have been like oh let's dissect that right (laughs) let's dig a little deeper let's talk about why you were just role playing how you are in a flirtatious like did you have to run your fingers through your hair did you have to like perk your boobs up to show him what you're like when you flirt like what was the point of any of that well and like of course, you know, like, the whole, like, framing of it is part of Bravo's strategy. But, like, the fact that she is okay with not being obsessed with men right now because she's getting fulfillment from her friendships. Well, meanwhile, the entire episode is about her being, like, a shitty friend. The entire season is about her, how shitty of a friend she is. Like, there's, you know, friend of Elise who's basically just, like... We were really good friends, and now it seems like you've made it to a different station in life, and you've dropped me she now that I can't like know her. It, you shouldn't. She's such a non-factor in the show. Um, but yeah, I mean, just like her friend being like, "You just completely dropped me, and now you act like I don't exist." And literally, Ramona will not even look her in the eye as she's saying this, like talking about how we've been friends for years. And now I'm not even like there was a an episode where the girls were going to go out for drinks and they are all getting in the car after filming a scene. 
And Ramona turned around and told Elise that she couldn't come with them. Like, <laughs> that's how fucked up she is. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, so anyway, Luann goes to rehearsal for her Fuck, Mary Kill cabaret show. Sonia's supposed to show up, but doesn't know because she's going to her Century 21 um, opening. Luann later very graciously says, you know what? I'm not going to treat Sonia like she treats me. So even though she didn't show up for my rehearsal, I'm going to be a good friend and show up for her clothing line premiere. Those things do not equate to each other. Luann. (laughs) Get real. Get real. Um, at first when she was talking about it, I was thought maybe she was going to do like a performance at the fashion show. But then I was like, wait, is she still talking about the other performance? Like, why would she rehearse that morning of her event? Like, what? (laughs) Like, you can fit time into your fabulous life of cabaret to, to fit in another rehearsal. Like, nobody... I love Luann's delusions about these cabaret things. Like she genuinely thinks that she's like, I don't know, like and she cries in front of her poster. <laughs> so funny. <sighs> um, so we get a scene of Leah and her mom, Bunny. Bunny, did you notice what Bunny was eating? If it, it, I like was trying to figure out what it was that she was eating. One that was like she was truly eating like a rabbit. Like one of it was just like sweet potatoes and something, and then she had a plate of broccoli and plain rice cakes. Like, oh yes, the right. She was talking about talking with the rice cakes in her mouth. It looked very sad, whatever it was, and it like had tin foil on it. Like the the whole scene was sad. I mean, the dysfunctional <laughs> family dynamics. Like even when she was just describing like, and my mom spends the night here on Tuesdays. Like. Like, oh, this this seems like a healthy arrangement. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. My mom, who told my sister that she hates me, spends <laughs> with me every week. The mom's reaction to she's like, I might have said that. <laughs> like, just... <laughs> <laughs> like, true, like, Leah was right. She's like, she's like a true Irish Catholic. She does not have feelings. She, this conversation was so interesting where Leah's like, Sarah, my sister told me that you hate me. And she's like, yeah, I mean, maybe. But I also hate Sarah sometimes, too. So, like, what's the problem? (laughs) I don't see the issue at all. Um, She does bring up Leah's drinking. And Leah's like, I'm not the same girl that I was when I was 17 and acting a fool. And it's not going to affect my relationship with my daughter. Everything's fine. Like, I just want you to tell me that you love me and that you're proud of me. And she's like... I do, but I just don't feel like telling you as much as you need to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, fair. Well, Wait. I mean, honestly, like my dad's uh, 
mom it was like the quintessential like Irish Catholic mom and I feel like that could have easily been a conversation with her (laughs) just like very frank not a lot of words and the love was shown through like other things (laughs) right exactly like I'm taking care of your daughter I'm teaching her religion what more do you want from me I brought you a rice cake exactly (laughs) (laughs) my grandma was a pretty good cook we'll give her that (laughs) Uh, so we end the episode by um, Sonia's century, Sonia Morgan for Century Twenty One party, and does they have Century Ten or Lens in California? You know, uh, I don't. I was trying to think. I was like, it didn't sound familiar. Yeah, but I live in Truckee, like, uh, like Lake Tahoe. So like for a long time, like we didn't get anything. Reno's like the closest shopping, and we didn't get like anything right. California got because they like had totally different um demographics and like we don't we didn't have a Nordstrom like there wasn't there's no Nordstrom (laughs) you know so like we don't get a lot of normal stuff but I was trying to think if I'd ever seen them in like other parts of California but I don't think so I hadn't heard of it before yeah that might be just like a tri-state area thing but it's basically like high-end like TJ Maxx but like much more high-end like yeah. a Nordstrom Rack sort of feel. Um, so this is so interesting to me because everybody knows that Sonia just gets her outfits from like AliExpress or like, you know, some like direct dealer. I mean, yeah, her confessional outfits is like that pink velour thing. <laughs> like the matching giant pink earrings. <laughs> You can easily find every single Sonia by Sonia Morgan dress on Amazon. Like, it's no problem. I found several of them. She doesn't design these. They're just, like, direct. I don't know why she even pretends like this is her online. It's very strange to me. But all the women show up. Uh, They all look, you know, pretty good. Uh, This is Sonia's big moment since her toaster oven. And I love that for her. Tipsy Girl, she had the Cheater brand from Bethany. That was a complete flop. Her Nigerian soccer team, also non-existent. So this is something that's actually tangible in the store. People can buy. And I love these moments where you can tell, like, Sonia's actually, like, really pleased with herself. Because she gets this, like, she makes this little face and she scrunches up her shoulders. And she's just, like, like a cute little woman. And I just love Sonia in these moments. Um. Ramona is over at the bar and is trying to teach the waiter how to make what she says is known in the Hamptons as the Ramona, which is literally just vodka soda with mint. <laughs> like that's all it is. Um, she oh, go ahead. I said respect. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> she also makes the waiter hold the drink in his hand as she like tests it with a straw that she brought. She brought her own straw in her purse. Um, Sonia does this whole speech about like, you know, I'm so happy to be here. This is so great that that something's actually come to fruition. If I could shit that toaster oven out, I would like, but I'm happy to have this clothing line. Ramona's phone rings several (laughs) times and completely ruins the speech that she's making. But, you know, overall a great success. Congratulations to you, Sonia. 
And that was it. Uh, did you have any lingering thoughts, uh, thoughts rather, about the episode? What a journey. <laughs> I will say I liked because, like, I think some of the things I like I haven't liked about other franchises, kind of like, like on Beverly Hills, like the puppy thing went on for like a thousand episodes, and like I felt like New Jersey got like that where it was like every episode were these really, really like long drawn out fights that would continue and continue, and that certainly happened on New York, but I liked that we had, like, this contained fight in Mexico, like, all the fun elements you want of a Real Housewives show with the the pettiness and the pot stirring and people going to different people to twist the story, and then they all go to the fashion show, and it's just, like, a separate thing. Like, Ramona and Sonia are, like, and Dorinda are all just, like, everyone's fine, you know? It's, like, all right, we're going to go to the fashion show now. And I feel like that's why, like, I feel like New York has been so enduring. Mm-hmm. It, because the, the the cast, these, you know, for, the main four have been on the cast so long. And they just, like, drop everything and go on to the next thing. And it'll come back up later, you know. So it was a, I felt like it was a good episode in, in that, like, it balanced all the elements of what you love about Real Housewives, you know. And yeah. and ending with Sonia, Queen Sonia, having this like witty comeback for, of course, Ramona's phone going off. So I th- I thought it was a very entertaining uh, episode, and I think it's always a good reminder that like New York is really like the blueprint for the housewives. Like they just, I don't know how they keep doing it because so many of the other franchises have just kind of like gotten stale. Yeah. Because if it was, like, Beverly Hills or Orange County, it would have been, like, oh, this is Sonia's big event. Are you going to have a conversation with her? Are you going to have a conversation with somebody else about something that you're mad at? Like, I'm going to use this moment to argue with somebody else or make it about me or, you know, and it's something that really doesn't matter. And so you're right. Like, it's nice that they can all, like, put things aside and give us a little bit of a break. (laughs) <laughs> and actually like have a nice moment with each other exactly and like i feel like atlanta's like okay with that too atlanta yeah. was like my favorite franchise that's like how i got into even watching real housewives but they're like on hiatus right now and they've had their own like ups and downs too where it's just like stuff drags on uh but th- those two and then i know i'm behind i'm i'm one of those people i haven't watched potomac yet so that i feel like that's the next like all-star coming up the ranks so i'll get on that i'll binge that one next yeah um speaking of atlanta how do you feel about eva leaving i i think it's good i i don't know she was kind of a weird fit to me um maybe because i've watched american idol so it was always just like i was like too familiar with her Mm -hmm. uh but i always thought she was kind of boring uh I think it was a pregnancy. I just wanted her to have one season where she wasn't pregnant. And let's see how that goes. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you can't drink, you can't get mad, or, like, fight anyone. You know, it's just, like, it just slows you down, you know? We just, you're going to have to pace out these pregnancies. And I kind of feel similarly, but in, like, a different way with, like, Garcelle on uh, Beverly Hills. Mm -hmm. Or Orange County. Which one? Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills, yeah, that's right. I'm like, she is, like, way too famous for these people. It's, like, almost distracting because I'm like, 
I like know who that is. Like it's weird that she's like here and but she's not boring. Like she she is like all these like iconic lines and like amazing outfits, but I'm just it's just kind of weird. Like the sometimes when they pull in people, it just seems kind of out of place. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I feel with Eva. Although I think like Atlanta is more of a scene where like people know each other like a lot better. Whereas like Beverly Hills, it just seemed like they just like grabbed Garcelle and were like, "Can you be on this?" Uh, so <laughs> we need a black person on the it, West Coast, like please. Which just makes it even more annoying. It's like you need to cast a black person, so you cast this woman who has like a, a perfectly fine career. Like, yeah, I, uh, but I, I am enjoying what she's giving us, and I would like to see the entire cast come back next season, with the exception of Teddy. Yeah, yeah, Teddy, Teddy mixed it up, but she just causes so many more problems than, like, adds entertainment. She causes them in a not fun way, like Sonia. It's like, she just Uh constantly, like, meddles. Yeah. And it's just annoying. And, like, I just feel like they don't, none of them handle it well. Whereas, like, you know, Dorinda snaps back with, like, 50 page six articles like they they get all like self-righteous and then like argue in dark corners for like 12 episodes or cry or cry lisa vanderpump oh i had gotten annoyed with her long before the puppy gate and obviously teddy was annoying in that situation as well but it was like by the time i was like relieved when she left because she just like could not ever handle anyone calling her out mm-hmm totally that's not fun to watch. No, it's, it really isn't. Uh, well, thanks for It's like, okay, go run them then. You didn't need to be on the show. Right. <laughs> Wanted to be on the show, obviously. Oh, gosh. Um, well, thank you so much for recapping this episode with me. Tell everybody once again where they can find you. Yes. So uh, you can find Say Bible. We are on Spotify. SoundCloud, um, iTunes, or yeah, Apple Podcasts, whatever's. Um, we're on Instagram, Save Bible Podcast, Twitter, Save Bible Podcast. So follow us there. We have a Patreon as well. Um, if you if you join the Patreon page, uh, I personally think the best perk is the Facebook group. Uh, is like literally keeping me sane during these crazy times. Uh, so that's that's always fun there. And then we also have merch. Um, I just added a fun little one. Natalie's one of Natalie's favorite sayings is uh, "Titties are sitting." Uh, <laughs> to describe when someone's girls look good and perky. Uh, so we just made a fun little one with that. Uh, but yeah, that's we're there. And then you can follow me. Kathleen E. Lee on Twitter and Instagram uh, for some dumb, dumb reality posts and occasional political rants, you know? Professional dog. <laughs> All the great things, the top three things that I look for in a social media account. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. You have a great day. Yes, you too. All right. Bye.